Hello everybody, uh, thanks a lot for joining in on Markets Monday. Every Monday, uh, the team at HISA, we sit down and we give you guys a lot of insights regarding markets, how markets performed the previous week. And also just to give you guys a look on what's likely to happen um, with the coming week for investors across various markets. We always take a look uh, on the local markets and also having a global aspect, looking at what, what, what economic activities what kind of geopolitical events are likely to affect various markets across the globe and most likely what impact do they have on the local market. My name is Felix Ocheng and I'm your host um, for this session. Today uh, I won't be joined by anyone. I know most of you have been, um, whenever we do these sessions we always have um, extra guys joining in. Today it's just me alone. So. Pretty much of a challenge, but uh, let's see through on, on what's likely to happen on market. Last week, uh, beginning with the local space, last week was a very important week for markets because it's also a week when we expected um, a rebound across various various um, stocks. Remember, a week earlier, there was a primary um, auction on the bond market for the IFB, and to that we saw the equity activity. Uh, remember what we talked about last week is that during um, during times when we have an, an IFB or whenever we have a bond offer, that's both an IFB, uh, that's an infrastructure bond and a fixed rate bond, we usually have a lot of activity where guys tend to move onto the fixed income space and just, um, you know, guys are trying to get as much as they can to, to the bond. And during that week, we always have less activity um, on the equity space. And just um, right on to it, I think last week was a pretty interesting week. We saw the equity turnover of the Nairobi Securities Exchange go up 24.6% to 2.5 billion. That is up from 2.02 billion that the market had traded in a week earlier. Uh, this was primarily driven by a lot of investors coming in onto the exchange. Really interesting week when we saw a lot of guys coming in in terms of turnover. We had we, we also had um, the top five companies really that usually dominate the exchange we saw that um, post a little bit of about a 1% decline. Uh, pretty much interesting as well because, you know, uh, we, we're looking at angles where, and we spoke about this a week earlier, where the top few companies, the top five companies, um, the top few, the top five companies where we have these guys dominating um, the trading activity on the Nairobi Securities Exchange. It, it, it becomes a very interesting bit because if you're looking at it in terms of um, security specific. Last week we saw Safaricom dominate the market um, having about 57.9. That's about 58% about, um, of the total market activity last week on the Nairobi Securities Exchange was actually backed by um, Safaricom. Still pretty much of, of, of I think, a risk. Um, I know we've always mentioned that on this show. Uh, it, it's a little bit of a risk where we're seeing a lot in terms of um, investors who are trading on on single on various stocks, you know, guys are specific. But also the good thing about last week is Safaricom actually gained in terms of price because the uh, the week earlier Safcom had post um, a week on week decline, and last week um, Safaricom was up to close the week uh, at forty three shillings and twenty cents. That is up from forty two shillings and fifty cents where the stock was uh, trading at a week earlier. So we think for a turnover of about um, the week turnover of about 2.5 billion, just as we had mentioned earlier, 2.51 billion. Safaricom is here and is trading about 1.4 billion. 
So that is where the risk really comes into, where you see more than half of the market activity on the market is being held by Safcom. But it's not only Safaricom that was onto the exchange because the top five companies that were trading on the market um, had about 89.62% of the, of the total market activity. And we saw last week um, Equity Group was also coming in um, with about a hundred and about fourteen, sorry, fourteen point six percent of last week's total market activity. About three hundred and sixty-seven point one five million was actually to um, Equity Group. Uh, KCB Group Holdings was KCB Group PLC. Sorry, was also in about nine point seven percent, and East African Breweries PLC came in as well to about two point about four point five percent. Cooperative Bank seems to have also dropped a bit in terms of activity. A week earlier, Cop Bank was had had about 3.1% of the total market activity. And we also saw uh, okay, in the in the in the next week, now that was last week, Cop Bank was 2.7. One of the things that I think we saw last week was Bamburi, which dropped in terms of activity. A week earlier, Bamburi had traded, that is on week 36, Bamburi had traded about 135 million worth of stock um in the week that now that was last week we saw slightly a little bit less of activity um onto the exchange um for bamburi and that's one thing you know we're definitely going to be touching and we'll tell you why in terms of corporate activity what happened onto the exchange something that you should be aware about i know you are actually aware about was longhorn um longhorn kenya plc longhorn publishers plc that's lkl um, was up onto the exchange pretty much low on Friday when they released their interest their their, their financial um, results. Uh, the results were pretty interesting for investors because one of the things that we actually saw last week was a long run bounce back to profitability with about seven point four eight million um, in profit. Uh, it, today, still on the market and checking that through the Hisa app is still pretty much of low activity for long run um, because. The, the stock is not among the gainers, not also on the losers. Longhorn is yet to trade still, uh, but at, at the moment we're seeing the demand still outweighs the bids because, uh, sorry, still outweighs the supply. Demand is at 45,000 shares with the highest demand being at, uh, the highest bid being at four shillings. The supply side is 33,200 with the highest, the best supply is at 700 shares at four shillings and ten cents. I don't know what your thought is, but probably we can take this discussion later on to the HISA app on the discussion platform in app and we can just have a discussion on about um, is, what's what's the likelihood of Longhorn really having a sustained profitability. And looks like CBC is actually good to some companies. We we actually mentioned that today in the HISA newsletter. Um, in case you've missed it, please you can go to the pin tweet. Uh, or in any of our platforms on the HISA app, you'll check on the newsletter and you can always subscribe so that every Monday you get a dose of um, of awesome content directly coming into 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 your mail. Long one is still pretty low on activity, but if you're looking onto the local space, um, if if you do want to look at it from another perspective, is um, Egad's PLC is 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 up about four point. 4.09%. It's, it's the top gainer currently on the exchange. Uh, Igats is, we, we're looking at Igats, I think, as one of those companies that are coming in from a lot of volatility, um, so to speak, because, and you might wonder, um, if you if you check onto the volumes, it's only 100 shares that have moved. One of the things that we always tell investors before you trade onto the exchange is that 
don't be moved by this the 10% the 9% gains that you look um, that you probably check onto uh, onto onto a stock and you see it's moved up there are lots of fundamentals that usually uh, that you need to look at before you make that move an example is the volumes if you look at eagles right now for instance it's up by it's only 100 shares it's a top gainer currently um 30 minutes into trading on the Nairobi Securities Exchange, um, Igets is the top gainer onto the market with about 4.09%. The change in price is from 14 shillings to 14 shillings and 55 cents currently. But if you look at the order book for Igets, you you'd see that the, the split is pretty huge because there's somebody who's bidding at for 500 shares at 12 shillings and 75 cents. And then at 14, we have the total um, supply at 15,300 with the best offer at 14 shillings flat. And so you see a lot of guys are probably looking on to exit. So if you're investing, you're not looking for, and you're not looking on to um, some of this stuff like the order book, for example, you probably look at it and you might put in your order to buy a hundred. And then the next thing you see is one of these guys who are offering would probably, could bring their, their, their offer down to maybe about 12 shillings and 75 cents where we have the bid at. And that would mean you're technically onto a loss. So as an investor, one of the things you can always look up to is some of the things like this, so that you don't have to go into losses or jump into losses whenever you make a trade um, onto the exchange. Another company that is actually moving um, headlines today is Carbacid. Um, Carbacid is up about 3.3%. And currently, Carbacid is now trading at 11 shillings and 90 cents. I really think Carbacid has really had a lot in terms of um, activity over the past few weeks, in terms over the past one year. From the bit of the um, the acquisition of BOC Kenya, there's a lot that is actually happening. And now we're seeing um, Carbacid is up. And also remember over the weekend, BOC Kenya had actually um, had a few changes onto the board. On Friday, the company announced that they were making a few changes to the board where there was the, the resignation of uh, Marius Kruger as a non-executive director. And also remember that um, currently what the new board, now the new appointment to the board to replace Kruger was um, Joseph Ramashala, <coughs> which is currently, who is currently a director for Regions Emerging Africa. That's um, Oxygen Limited, Afrox Limited. Um, he is currently being uh, has been appointed to the board and is taking over and to, is replacing Kruger to the company. So something that's very interesting here as well for investors onto the exchange. So we'll just be able to look at, uh, at this. And also one of the things that I know a lot of investors are probably have been waiting for for a very long time. And this is now up to the company, um, to the investors who've been investing onto the exchange. Uh, and also back to the transaction advisor and to the company is that how far are we with the transactions for BOC and Carbacid? I know that's something that a lot of investors have probably been waiting for and guys continue to uh, to look at it from. Other companies that are making um, the mover side, um, sorry, the gainer side is Sassini and Absa Bank. On the loser side, we have Khan General, um, PLC. Khan General is down 4.9% and boy oh boy, Khan General has really, really moved over time from prices of about um, 20 shillings all the way now to 31 shillings. I think the past few months, the past few weeks have really, really, really been good for the company. And so that's one thing that I know a lot of investors are also looking for um, on the market. 
Apart from Khan General, other companies as well is Home Africa. Yeah, the favorite Home Africa is still continuing to pause a decline. Uh, we also have Scan Group PLC, Scan Group, which is down to five shillings and twelve cents onto the exchange. On the movers list, the companies that are now moving markets this morning, we have um, smaller companies. Uh, I'd say, I'd say that they are the small cap companies um, onto the market. We're seeing here. Kenyari, uh, Kenyari Insurances has moved about 43,400 shares. Uchumi Supermarkets is also up 25,000. East African Breweries PLC has moved about 12,000 shares, 12,200 onto the market. I don't know your thoughts about Nairobi Business Ventures because NBV has also moved 10,300 shares and it's already up about 2.2%. Um, about over the past six months, we've been having a closer look onto Nairobi Business Ventures. And one of the things that I know a lot of us um, in here are probably looking at is the data that we always give out for NBV. Uh, for a very long time, um, throughout, I think for the past um, eight months, uh, that's the, the beginning of the year all the way to mid-August, NBV was the top gainer onto the exchange in terms of year-to-date performance. And it looks like NBV... Um, is, is on the verge of gaining it. Currently, NBV is second in, on the NSE in terms of um, year-to-date performance and looks like there's a lot of optimism onto that stock for shareholders. Um, for over the one year, so this is if you had NBV one year go to date, then NBV is now up about 977% on the portfolio. Can you imagine that? But remember, there's a lot of stuff that really um, have, have pushed up to NBV. There's been a lot of corporate actions, some of the things that we have actually talked about over time. Um, NBV's year-to-date performance, if you had NBV on the 1st of January, um, then NBV up your portfolio currently at about uh, 50, 50.9%, so about 51% onto the portfolio. And then also another thing, if you had NBV three months ago, or if you had NBV one week ago, you're probably down about 5% onto the portfolio, uh, respectively. So we still continue to monitor it. Remember our stock for the, not really a stock pick, but a stock that we were actually watching keenly was NBV because of just the way it picked in um, earlier into the year. But it's not only NBV that is moving stocks, that is moving um, IROs onto the market, I know. You're probably wondering um, which companies are coming, you know, which companies are emerging as some of the top performers um, onto the exchange. If you look at a company, for example, um, if you look at Safaricom, let's pick on to Safaricom because this is one of the largest companies. We, as we started this podcast, we actually told you Safaricom last week was the top gainer, was the top mover on the market. About 57% of the total market activity was um, on Safaricom. Safaricom is the number one stock traded on the NSE. That is over the past um, three months and over the past, we can, we can assure you over the past one year, it's actually been... Um, Safaricom. So you're looking at this from a point of the data. If you give, if you compare this to um, to NBV, over the past one year, Safcom is up 44.5%. In terms of year-to-date performance, if you had Safaricom at the beginning of the year onto your portfolio, it should be up 26.1%. So you better check that with your broker in case you're seeing anything that's less than that. Uh, if you had Safaricom um, one week ago, the price is up about 1.65%. Um, onto um, in terms of in terms of share price activity. So if you had this last week on Monday, if you had this last week, the, the previous week, if you're the, if you're the last person to trade at it, if you are within the volume weighted average price for Safaricom, then your portfolio is supposed to be up about one point six percent. 
But in terms of monthly activity, uh, Safcom is actually down 2.8%. And that's, I know, that's one thing that a lot of investors are probably looking at. Now, uh, on the local space, I know all of us are looking on to moving on to the global space, but onto the local space, one thing that I know we'd probably be looking at is, is, is the index, how the index performed um, over the past week. So the all share index for the NSE was up about 2.6%, uh, sorry, 2.61 points. That's an equivalent of about 1.5%. And the good thing I know, one of what, what um, one of the analysts had actually challenged me to mention is the NSE 25 share index is back to 4,000 basis points. And the NSE is it's way clear. It's actually trading. As at last week, uh, the NSE 25 share index was at um, 4,015.08 basis points. So looks like a lot of activity as well for guys who, uh, so this this actually should signal a lot of positive activity. We've had, um, I'd say, I don't know if we can call it a bull run, but we've seen a lot of activity in terms of the price gainers onto the market over the past few weeks. And that's one thing I know um, investors are probably looking for and investors will be looking at. Remember, one of the things that we mentioned um, earlier, we mentioned this in the previous sessions, um, and you can get the recordings for this podcast um, on the HISA platform, is that the index is a very important, um, these are very important figures that every investor should actually be able to understand. An index basically shows you the overall mood of a certain select stocks or the overall market activity. If you look at the NSE 25 share index, for instance, this is a market a market cap weighted stock index that is giving you the performance of the top 25 companies on the exchange. If you look at the NSE all share index, it's technically giving you the performance of the top uh, of all the companies that are listed onto the market. So at times you'd find that the companies that have the largest market market cap would always outweigh the companies that have the smaller market cap market cap um, on the exchange. And that is why at times you might see the small cap companies coming in all the way down, but still you'll see the all share index gaining because in in one way or another, the companies that have the largest market capitalizations have actually outweighed the type of the the activity that we're seeing with the companies, with with the small cap companies. Uh, The 20 share index um, was down. So the NSE 25 and the NSE all share index were up on the week, but the NSE 20 share index was down about 0.1%, so pretty marginal. Um, if you look at it in, in from another angle, it's marginal about 0.1%, uh, closing the week at 2061.45 basis points. So as an investor, that's one thing that you're definitely supposed to be looking at um, at any given point. Now, I know before we go global, we have to finish a little bit in terms of the regional market activity, just as usual. and and. Um, it, it's a norm um, that most of us have always wanted to see just, if I'm investing in Kenya, why, what does that mean for investors who are probably investing in any other market out there? Is there any other market that is pretty, that is good and, and interesting for investors um, within the African region? What are you as an investor probably trying to look at? Now, over, over the past few weeks, we know that um, We've seen Ghana um, hold the fort for Africa uh, in terms of the year-to-date performance for investors. And I know that's one thing that we've all probably been looking at 
we've just wanted to see how is Kenya going to perform if you compare this to all other markets across the region. And I know that um, we've had that feeling. We've always wanted to have this move for the local space, for the local investors onto the exchange. And that's one thing I know um, you're probably looking at. I'm just getting, I'm just getting to the figures shortly, uh, but I also want to know your thoughts. Um, you can share with me what markets are you, what markets do you always look at? What markets are, are, are probably, um, what markets are usually optimistic for you in Africa? Would you want to invest into various markets and examples? A lot of guys have always asked um, about investing onto. A lot of guys have, have probably wanted to look at the investing in Rwanda, for instance, and also investing in in Ghana, in Nigeria. And that's one thing that I know we we are constantly looking at, and we really hope that very soon you'll be able to access some of these markets um, onto the Hisa app as well. We are working on to giving you guys. Um, I think we should be having Rwanda very soon. We really need to have Rwanda very soon. I'll be able to talk into guys because a lot of guys have been interested just into what level and to what activity is happening onto the Rwandan side. Remember earlier on when we mentioned that Rwanda is technically that the cool kid in Africa um, and, and, and a lot is also happening for this. Now, in terms of performance for the various sub-Saharan Africa, sub-Saharan African markets, we still see Ghana still gaining, still being the top in terms of that uh, that list. Ghana has continued to gain, and in terms of weekly performance, uh, in terms of year-to-date performance, Ghana is topping that that chart with forty-three point three percent in terms of year-to-date performance. That if you're looking at the all-share indices for these markets, the NSC is also still on the gain, but still a little bit lower if you're looking at it from Zambia. Zambia overtook us, um, I think about three weeks ago, and Zambia is now up 21.3%. The NSC in Kenya is coming in third at 20%. In terms of weekly gains, it's actually good because apart from Botswana, um, apart from Botswana, we were second. Botswana came in and was up in terms of weekly gains, about 1.63%, and Kenya was up at the All Share Index in Kenya was up about 1.45%. Uh, Tanzania, seems to be a lot of activity happening in Tanzania because Tanzania has been gaining over the past few weeks. It's a very, I think this is one of the most interesting market that for me, I would really want to just look at. There's been a lot in terms of opening that market that we've seen um, President Samia um, Suluhu probably bring in. Um, so can we say that Suluhu has been offering solutions to Tanzania? Because we're seeing um, Tanzania's, um, the Dar es Salaam share index uh, is coming in hot at 9.5%. Um, and Uganda, the only place where Uganda and I get to agree is the stock exchange. Still pretty much of less stocks that are traded on to uh, onto onto the Ugandan Securities Exchange, and, and and it's always just a challenge onto what can we have companies that are listed onto various markets actually move move to. In Uganda, um, Equity Bank Limited, and we had Stanbic and KCB were some of the top gainers um, last week. Equity Group, Equity Bank Limited, Uganda was up one point nine four percent. Uh, Stanbic Bank, Uganda, was also up 0.73 and KCB was up 0.2%. Centum was down in Uganda. 
Uganda's Clay Limited was also down last week. Um, and East African Breweries Limited was also down 0.02%. In case you're wondering, Uganda has very small listings. You can't compare it to the NSC. Uganda only has 17 companies listed onto the, onto the market. Of the 17 companies, remember Uchumi Supermarkets Limited was actually um, was actually suspended from trading on the Uganda Securities Exchange because the company did not meet certain requirements for the listing conditions that are meant that are actually set by the Capital Markets Authority Uganda and the Uganda Securities Exchange. So technically Uganda only has 16 companies. I don't know about you, but that's a very interesting bit. Uh, Lusaka, which has been coming in and has been looking at us, only has 29 listings. If you look at Ghana, which is another, which is a market that has actually been holding up, Ghana has only 39 listings um, onto, on, on, on their market. The countries that I think we should actually be looking at are companies, are countries like Nigeria. Nigeria has 155 listings um, onto the exchange. Nairobi Securities Exchange, Kama Kawaida, we have 66 listings. But of the 66 listings, remember, we have lots of companies. We have about one, two, three. We have about um, eight companies that over the past few, over the past two years, have been either suspended from trading or delisted. So we're looking at about 59 companies that are currently actively trading onto the Nairobi Securities Exchange. I don't know which other market you'd probably want us to get the figures for. That is something that you definitely want to let us know on the Gisa app. And yeah, um, we're still looking at the African space. And at the end of the year, we'd probably be waiting and just checking on to which markets are likely to move the most in terms of activity um, onto the African space. On the global market space, I think there was a lot um, that really happened. Because first of all, um, in case you're wondering, we mentioned this today on the Hisa newsletter about um, about Chinese a Chinese company known as um, China's China Evergrande, and this is a company Evergrande Evergrande. Yeah, I don't know tomato tomato. You know, Chinese the the Evergrande company is it's it's a company that has been into the real estate sector for a very long time, but. Over the past few years, we've seen the company um, expand its portfolio to a lot of other um, other opportunities. Let me call them opportunities, not other markets that we have seen over time. The first thing is the Chinese company moved into EV, that's um, electric vehicle production. And yes, they have been planning to bring a lot in terms of um, sedans, salon cars, um, and also just even trucks, yeah, they actually have plans to, to have trucks, EV trucks, so you can you can imagine that. Property management, film and TV, they've also worked on a theme park, they're probably doing something like um, Disney was doing, they've looked onto life insurance, they own um, a hospital and a football club. The football club is actually called the Wanzu Chinese Evergrande FC, so that is another thing you might want to look into. They've also done a lot in terms of food production, uh, mineral water and Bobby formula. And now the company is staring at a level where the real estate sector that they had invested in is not going to pay. And the real estate wing, a lot of the dollar-denominated de um, interest payments that are actually due this week on Thursday, they, they mentioned last week on Tuesday that they would not, they, they are most likely not to be able to 
to pay that and it really picks up for me as much as a lot of guys would look at um China the Evergrande as as one of those companies that have been moving into you know you're looking at it as a, as a um, conglomerate i think remember in 2008 we had a lot in terms of um in terms of junk bonds or subprime mortgage bonds that were actually trading on various markets and were being issued by various banks and one of the things that caused um i think the last financial crisis and the question that i think i would pose out to you as an investor if you're probably investing in markets like hong kong um or if you're probably looking at um investing in any of the markets um across china if it's the hong kong if you're looking on shanghai if you're looking on shenzhen um what are you pro- what what is probably working in for you and and what 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 is that happening how is that affecting the portfolio for guys who are investing in 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 other markets like tokyo for example how is this likely to affect um the entire region remember it's not only if if ever grande would, would come in down then it would affect a lot of markets starting in from china itself it would go into um south korea um seoul i think would be one of those countries that might actually have a lot of impact on the market remember also last week there were news about um south korea having to bring down a, about 63 uh, bitcoin exchanges because of reg- of regulatory um a regulatory challenge that they're probably looking into and also at the same time we're also seeing uh, other markets across vietnam would be affected one way or another and also tokyo which um is a very interesting market i think the second largest market globally how would that really affect i think that is one thing that we had mentioned and it also comes at a time when um japan um is also on the verge of getting a new prime minister and we're just waiting for who's likely to to take over the ruling party who which automatically becomes uh, autom- automatically puts the person to to the head of uh, as the head of government and what policies are they likely to put for um for for japan you know we're probably we're, we're likely going to look onto it and we'll definitely keep you guys posted but if you get anything if you want to share anything we're always open get to the hisa app let us know what you think and that's one thing that we will definitely be able to look into um in terms of markets uh, if you look onto the global indices uh, focusing on the US markets uh, because that is what we're about to give you guys so in case you've been part of the beta program for trading on the US stocks you might want to share as well your feedback because we are planning to give uh, to now finally give it up to you guys on the public um, you guys can be able to trade as well and just access US markets The S&P 500 index was up uh, was down 0.6%. Year-to-date performance for the S&P 500 is at 18%. Uh the Nasdaq Composite Index was up about uh, is about is up about 16.7% that is year-to-date and was down 0.5%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down over the week about 0.1% and is currently up year-to-date performance at about uh 13%. So we're seeing we're still seeing a lot um of can we say a lot of mixed reactions because a week earlier remember uh these markets were trading on on a more positive ground and that's I know, I know that's one thing as an investor you probably be wondering what's really happening. But I think for the next week investors would probably be watching um the whatever is happening in China it's an interesting bit remember China is has now this coming to a point where it's holding a lot in terms of 
as much as a lot of people would look at it as a communist nation, guys would be worried. Remember when guys were thinking about COVID as a small, um, that as, as a mini issue for uh, for the Chinese government and it turned out to be a global pandemic? That is one thing that I know um, we're probably, I know that's something that I know we're probably going to be looking at. So in case you're wondering, that's one thing. Um, and one thing that is also coming in right now is that Taiwan is looking at taking China to the World Trade Organization because there's a fruit they're fighting over. I don't know. This is one thing. This is a fruit you might just want to be interested in because when I was growing up, I never knew it's called, uh, let me just get it. It's called, an, an, it's called sugar apple. I don't know. This is, this is, this is one thing. Uh, but we've seen a lot also in terms of uh, a lot of reaction and a lot of, um, I'd say, bromance. So it's, it's that where you don't have you don't have a single, there's a lot of negative reaction and positive reaction at the same time between China and Taiwan and also the US, which is also interesting. Um, European shares, if you're looking at it as well on how global markets are performing this week, is shares across European markets are likely to be lower. Um, currently, the, an overall, if you're looking at an overall index for the European shares, um, Currently, it's down about one one percent, and I know that's one thing that we are probably looking at. The Pan-European Stock 600 index is currently down about one point four percent, and that's one thing that we'll probably be looking at, and we'll keep you guys posted as well on how that performance comes into play. In terms of commodities, um, the past week was a pretty interesting one for for investors who are investing in. If you're probably investing in oil. Oil was up last week, but looks like that is not what's going to be this week. Currently, if you're looking onto oil prices, yes, this morning we saw um, the crude oil futures were up about 0.4%. Uh, that is if you're looking at the WTI and the Brent crude. But I know we'll also be just looking onto other precious commodities and also giving you guys an opportunity to access um, some of the futures, some of these um I'd say commodity-backed futures. I know that's one thing that is also going to be the ETFs. Um, and we'll just be able to look at it. Remember that the gold-backed ETF, that's the SPDR, will also be available on the ISA app. So that's one thing you might want to check out for. I guess that's it for us here at, at HISA. Um, and remember, the recordings for this session, if you join in late, the recordings for the previous session will all be available to you onto the HISA platform. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope to see you guys again on Wednesday as we talk about the Bulls, Bears, and Whiskey event. And also on Friday, we have a Curious, which is a very interesting bit, a very interesting podcast for us here at HISA. But also if you have any other thing, any comment, anything on markets, you might want to just reach out on the discussion platform on the HISA app. We're very active there. We'll definitely be able to let you, I will, we'll be able to give you guys answers with something that as long as we have the answer, we'll be able to reach out. But it's not only us. There are a lot of other um, market professionals and traders, even guys who are doing stuff like Forex, you know, able to give a little bit of advice. And remember that any advice that you get on the platform, please, that is not an investment recommendation. You have to ensure that you personally do your own research before you make that trade, before you make that buy trade, before you click on that button, please ensure that you do your market research. And that's it for us today. Thank you all and have a lovely weekend.